Welcome to Tab's Two Cents, the show where we discuss multiple income streams and macro factors affecting the world today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tab's Two Cents podcast. Today on the show, we have Carbononics. We're going to be talking about Aduro Clean Technologies. That's ticker ACT.CN. We'll probably go over this ticker, this company, and talk about some of the macro and micro factors related to the company. Uh, so with that, I'd just like, like to welcome Carbonomics. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, of course. So I want to just give a quick introduction for everyone who's listening. Maybe they haven't uh, seen your content yet. Yeah, so I go by Carbonomics with an X at the end, and I primarily make videos about, um, you know, microcap kind of ESG environmental related stocks. Uh, and that's kind of the main thing I focus on, kind of environmental investing. Yeah, and there was a big wave of ESG and net zero that I kind of noticed a couple of years ago, which got me into this as well. But it's kind of faded a little bit. I wonder, have you noticed that? And how do you think that's going to impact some of these companies? Yeah, I think a lot of it has been political and that'll get scaled back pretty, pretty hard um, when the economics meet reality. So I think, <laughs> I think that's a good portion of it. But kind of my focus is on the environmental side and less on the social and governance Um I mean, I think it's pretty hard to even focus on social governance when investing anyway. So, you know, my focus is on the environmental trends, not some of those other factors that tend to get more political, we'll say. Yeah, I think most companies, when they talk about, or most people, when they talk about ESG, it's mostly environmentally focused anyways. The S and the G sort of get lost in the conversation, I find. Um and that's, yeah, that's kind of what brought us together initially was the carbon credits. And I've noticed that it's, you know, there's a lot of talk about climate change, but it seems like a lot of companies are pulling back from their net zero commitments lately. And they can do that, of course, in the voluntary side. And just recently, a couple, was it, I think it was last week, Apple came out and they said that they're going to move forward and make their products net zero again so you see it from the big boys but not necessarily the the smaller companies so i just wanted to quickly ask you your thoughts on that before we get into a duro yeah i mean there were a lot of commitments coming out um over the past couple of years especially and there was really a huge push behind that but um i think i think what you'll tend to see is there's been a lot of promises but you know, they'll kind of slack off on actually trying to fulfill those commitments. And there's going to be an increasing level of backlash, I would think, against a lot of those large companies. Um, you know, the climate change narrative is not going away, whether you believe in it or not, um, that that belief is not changing. So, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, I personally think that there's a lot of money to be made here. And, um, you know, I'm certainly positioning myself that way. So, um, that's kind of where I've positioned my content. And yeah, I think over time, a lot of companies will actually uphold their commitments or at least try to. And even if they just try to, you know, even if they don't get anywhere near what they're targeting or what they're saying they're going to do, you know, there's still a lot of money to be made in that. Just we're talking large numbers of dollars moving around. So 
That's my take on it. Yeah, I have to agree. I don't, I don't think the narrative is going to change on climate change. And one of the biggest bull thesis for me in that was that companies weren't going to be able to meet, the, to meet their commitments. And so in order to do so, they would have to buy you know, credits from the voluntary market and in turn push the price up. But of course, there's always the option of just backing out from the commitments. So until people start going after them for backing away from those, you know, it's going to take some years for this to develop. But, you know, this is a whole nother conversation. I mean, uh, it's a very interesting one, but I, I got you on to talk about Adero. So I wonder we can just introduce these guys, Adero Clean Technologies. Yeah, tickers ACT.CN. They're about a $68 million Canadian market cap. And they closed at uh, today. They closed at a dollar oh nine Canadian. So I know you just released a video actually right before this podcast. So feel free to take it away with on this company if we can uh, just start the conversation with just some some major points that you found in your research for that video. Sure. So in that video, I I covered some of the recent news uh, involving the company. I'm sure we'll talk more about that later on. Um, but kind of what Aduro's focused on is you know the recycling paradigm where a lot of people have heard of that you know less than 10% of plastic waste is actually recycled you know, it's a huge problem most of it's ending up in landfills or sent overseas you know clearly um it's it's only getting worse because we create around you know 350 400 million tons of plastic waste globally per year um you know the numbers just kind of get absurd so Kind of what Aduro's focused on, and they've been developing their recycling technology for over a decade now. So they're definitely not new to the space, but they are a small company. And what they've been focusing on is multiple verticals, but plastic is going to be the main one. So they're focused on plastic recycling, but there's also bitumen, which is also known as asphalt. And then there's also biofuels as well. So they have three different verticals that are kind of the primary focus right now. Although what they've mainly been focusing on is the plastic and bitumen. So kind of what their process entails, they call it the hydrochemolytic process. And specifically what they refer to is chemolysis is kind of what their process is that they've designed themselves. And it's the essentially the chemical deconstruction of a lot of products that are you know hydrocarbon based so a lot of oil derived products so you can see that when they're doing it with plastic and bitumen asphalt as well it's made of hydrocarbons so they're breaking down hydrocarbons and yeah i'm not going to get into the process too much here you know there's a lot of other videos that can explain the chemistry a lot better than i can but Kind of the focus is the deconstruction of hydrocarbons and they're taking the carbon and they're separating it out into different length chains and that allows them to create different products so they can break down plastic and they can take that plastic and they can convert it into naphtha or ethane which will go back into um, what they call a cracker which eventually turns back into plastic through that process so you know, kind of creating a circular economy and they can do that with plastic and they'll do this with a catalyst which can be you know 
cellulose or metal. It kind of just depends on what they're trying to create, but they can create naphtha or ethane, and they can also create diesel, kerosene, some of these other oils. Um, that's kind of the primary focus of what they're doing. So that's kind of the focus on the plastic front. But for bitumen, um, you know, that's specifically for heavy oils in the Canadian sands, the Canadian oil sands up north, where it's pretty difficult to transport that oil because it's so heavy. Um, so kind of what their process can do is they can kind of convert it back into lighter oils. So that'll actually make it easier to transport. So um, it'll also make that oil more valuable because uh, the the benchmark Western Canadian Select actually trades at a discount to WTI, for example. So that can actually immediately make the oil more valuable. And you know, they have several different partnerships around all these verticals, if we want to get more into that. Yeah, this company has been on my watch list for a long time. And we actually touched on it a little bit the last time you were on the podcast. And one thing that kind of piqued my attention again with these guys was they made a deal with Crossbear Energy for their bitumen. And they're creating a plant. Um, they're doing a trial plant with these guys. And it's interesting because I had Shabam Garg on my show. And he's a big Prosper guy. He was actually a large part of a private placement that they did. And he was saying how the reserves that Prospera has are actually very intriguing, but nobody thinks that they're going to be able to pull the oil out of there because it's just so difficult to get and refine. And if Aduro comes in and solves this problem for these guys, it's going to be a, a big win-win that way if they find a, a way to refine it easier. And it just kind of piqued my interest because... These are two companies that I own Prospera, full disclosure. I don't own Adero as of today, but these are two companies that I've been keeping my eyes on. And it seems like they're both kind of working together to solve an interesting problem. And that's uh, how heavy the oil is in Canada. And I wonder if you could just talk a little bit more about their partnerships with the with the oil side of things and, and how they may be able to help other oil players, including other than Prospera, just in that market, because our oil up here in Canada is very hard to to get and to transport, as you say. Yeah, so kind of the main issue is that you need diluent to actually dilute the oil so you can actually transport it through the pipelines. And most of the pipelines to the refineries are going to, you know, you're going to have to transport all this oil down to the United States. So that's kind of the issue. Um, and obviously, buying dilutant costs money, so that's cost savings right there, and tends to make the oil more valuable. So that's immediate, like you say, it's immediate win-win. And they have a partnership around this with an unnamed um, large oil producer in the oil sands in Canada. They don't name who it is, but there's not that many, so you know people can speculate about which company it is. But they have that partnership, and they have a partnership with Prosper as well, as you're mentioning. And they're doing customer trials off of that. So they are starting to generate some revenue, although it is a small amount. And of course, they also have the partnership with Shell through their Shell Game Changer program. And that's focused on the plastic side. So they have multiple verticals that they're working through right now. 
and it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how everything evolves. Um, they just recently had a news release with Shell where they announced that they had reached the step four of six steps in their partnership, and they expect that the partnership is going to uh, not conclude, but essentially the testing that they're doing is going to conclude by the end of the year. So we'll have more results on that and we'll kind of see where their partnership evolves from there. Yeah. I mean, Shell is as big as it gets and it's nice to see them getting to higher steps and step six. I'm not sure how many are in that process, but you know, they've already worked through five and I'm not sure how, how hard it is to get there, but I'm assuming anytime that Shell works uh, with something. No, Oh no, it's okay. I was just going to say, I'm assuming whenever Shell, decides to work with somebody they must be onto something yeah and that's that's kind of the thought process behind it and just to add a little additional context shell's also going to add um, commercialization efforts for aduro as well so they're going to help them commercialize the technology and scale it up so that's kind of the focus behind this uh, specifically working with shell in that game changer program yeah that's really interesting and just for you know the the oil buffs out there. I'm going to read a little bit. I took a picture of this um, for the Prospera project that they're doing. So this is the bitumen upgrading technology. They call it the HBU technology. So I just want to read through the phases because I find this is very interesting for anyone listening. So phase one involves a combined working plan of laboratory and continuous flow work using Prospera bitumen and Aduro's HCT process. Phase two includes preliminary engineering, identification of the pilot plant site, and reviewing of licenses and permits, as well as detailed budgeting and agreement to proceed with construction. So we're only, you know, we're not even in construction until phase three, which includes a procurement, fabrication, construction, commissioning, and operating of a 50 barrel per day pilot plant. So I just found that interesting that it's going to take a little bit before they build anything, but in phase three, it's actually going to be pumping out 50 barrels per day. So, I mean, you think you're at, you know, 120, $120 Canadian per barrel. You're, you know, 6,000 bucks a day for oil that is otherwise very difficult to mine and refine. So, I mean, when they scale that up and they get the technology down, there's, there's definitely some, some potential there. Yeah, exactly. And as as far as scaling up the technology, right now where they're at is they're at R, an R2 pilot plant is what they call it. And that's recycling a few kilograms of plastic waste per day. Um, sorry, per hour. And that's for plastic. And they also have an R2 for bitumen as well. So, so they have two R2 pilot units, which has kind of been their focus where they can, for plastic waste, they can recycle uh, a few kilograms per hour is kind of their focus with plastic. And then they also have one for bitumen. Um, and these kind of pilot plants have further proven the technology because now they've moved on from batch process, which is kind of the work that they've done in the lab. And now they're moving to continuous flow. And that's what the R2 is. So now they're doing you know continuous flow plastic waste and doing the same thing for bitumen and uh, you know, upgrading bitumen into lighter fuel fuels. So they're doing that for both verticals. 
So that's kind of proven out the technology. And they've done that with, so the first R2 for Bitumen was with a professor at Western University. Um, and that was kind of third party validation, if you will, uh, was what they referred to it as. And that was with a professor for um, you know chemical engineering. So he definitely knows his stuff. And they have kind of a partnership with Western University because they recruit a lot of talent there. And they've done a lot of work with that university. It's kind of in the area in Canada. So they've worked with them. So that's part of the process. And there's also the validation from Shell. Yeah, as you mentioned earlier, you know, Shell's not just going to work with anybody. So they've also been proving out the R2 for plastic with Shell. So we're kind of getting that validation from multiple different parties. And that kind of plays into the new CRO that they brought in as well, uh, Eric Appleman. And what's interesting about his backstory is that he's got, you know, 35 years of experience in the industry, um, worked at uh, Pellstorp, I think it is, and a few other chemical companies. So has some experience there. But most notably, he was the CTO of Brightlands Chemlot, which is kind of a top 10 research institute in the Netherlands that's has one of their specific focuses is actually on the circular economy. So you have a lot of those startup technologies that are contributing to this kind of plastic problem there. So he's he's seen hundreds of different technologies and he's decided to work with Aduro. So I think that's a huge validation for Aduro considering he's not just going to work with any company. You know, he's specifically chosen this startup. So there's it uh, definitely contributes to the image there. We'll say that. Yeah, and that news is fairly recent. I'm just looking at the news release that came out September 12th. And I think what so far we've discussed Aduro, the company, and it sounds very promising. But I do wonder about Aduro, the stock, because this, you know, year to date, so year to date, we're looking at a 19% gain. And if I go for a full year, it's up 32%. But when you start to dig into the financial side of things, as opposed to the research and development side of things, it does look a little bit dicey. They're not profitable yet. Um, it's a small, small cap. And, you know, their cash burn is fairly significant. It looks like their net revenue was minus 1.8 million last quarter. So I do wonder, is this a company where we're going to have to worry about dilution of the stock or do you think that they're kind of turning the ship around at this point? So there's definitely still concern about dilution. That's very true. So yeah, like you're saying, burns around 2 million. Um, I was also mentioning they have some revenue coming in now from customer trials, but that's not a significant amount yet. So there's definitely still some burn. Um, I think they're going to have to raise within the next one to two quarters, probably, if not sooner. So, uh, but there's another contributing factor that is grant money as well. So that helps to avoid some of the burn and they've gotten several grants before and also working with shell shell is financing the activities that they're doing with them. So there is some financing there as well. And kind of the main factor that leads me to believe that 
you know, there's not going to be an insane amount of dilution, although there is certainly going to be some that will contribute to the company reaching, you know, the goals we'd like to see it hit is because of just how much stock the management team owns, right? And so they own 43% around there, give or take. Um, so they have a significant stake in the company. And they also have their milestones set up in a specific way. So there's milestones for uh, each third of the shares that they would receive. So for one third they got was when they listed. So they got a third of their shares. And a second tranche was what they got when they got that third-party validation with that professor at Western University that verified their technology. So they've gotten two-thirds of the shares that they've granted to do themselves over time. And the last third is going to be for commercialization. So that's going to be kind of the R3 pilot plants, what they call it, where it's going to be you know multiple tons of plastic waste being recycled per day. So that's when they're going to get their last tranche of shares. But it's pretty interesting because you know they own so much of the company and they set it up in a specific way where they essentially have to make sure that the company succeeds for them to you know get all this money and get all this ownership in the company. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I think the grants are a great thing to bring up as well. Because initially what got me onto this company was a program that Canada's put out. And I can't remember what it's called now. It was like a green initiative program or something like that. And there was a whole bunch of companies with very interesting tech in there. And Adira was one of them. And Pyrogenesis was one of them. And Energia was one of them who does renewable natural gas. And a lot of these companies, they have this fantastic technology and I want to see them succeed and I hope that they do but their stocks have just been trashed lately and it's really hard to know when to buy into these companies and I think that for me Aduro is one that I'm 100% going to keep my eye on and I hope that they succeed but the, the dilution scares me for now and I think that probably I'll wait until as you say maybe a quarter or two just to see how some of these pilots come out personally but it's also one of these things that you know they could have a breakthrough at any moment too so it's really hard to decide when to buy yeah, a stock right. like this i find uh -huh. yeah i think that's fair um definitely not thrilled about the prospect of dilution but of course it's moving the company forward so it's at least for a positive reason right it's not just them you know going out and buying lampos like <laughs> you'll, like you'll see some insiders do so um, it's definitely for a good purpose. I'll say that, but I think like you were saying, um, there's definitely a possibility. They see some more partnerships, especially with the new CRO coming on and some of these other aspects that they're working on. So you, you just don't know when these companies are just going to get found. You, you really have no idea. So it's kind of a gamble, but I'm definitely positioned. I, I own 30% of my portfolio is in Aduro. I only own three companies, so I'm very concentrated. But yeah, I definitely have a significant stake in the company myself. Well, and I can see why, because their prospects surely do look good. Um, and, you know, perhaps if they come out with their secret investment partner in the oil sands, that could help as well. 
or if you know perhaps they could even get bought out who knows maybe they've got some kind of proprietary tech that somebody wants the only way to get it and scale it is to buy them do you know as have they got into any patents or anything like that for their their technology yeah so they have seven or eight patents i believe so yeah they do have this process patented and What's kind of interesting about their technology as well that I forgot to mention is that specifically when they're looking at scaling, uh, they've they've made a key point of focusing on the fact that mechanically building out these reactors for recycling, it's not a new process. So you know, actually building out the reactors and all these different components, that within themselves, the, the engineering firms that Adoro is working with, they've done before. So it's not some revolutionary thing. What's revolutionary about Aduro's technology is actually the chemistry behind it. And that's the difference. Because there's a lot of other chemistries or different technologies, like pyrolysis is a pretty common one where they just use intense levels of heat to break down plastics and sovolysis and some of these other techniques. They're, you know, they're very costly for one reason or another. And that's, that's why we see, you know, such low levels of recycling, you know, less than 10% of plastic, you know, it's, it's just because it's so unprofitable to do that they have to rely on subsidies or other means to uh, make it profitable. And that's, what's interesting about Aduros is that they are, they, they came out, you know, over these, over the past 10 years, and they were looking at different ways where they could make the technology profitable from the beginning because they could see that all these other technologies weren't working. So that's kind of been the design from day one. That's very interesting. So um, if I understand that correctly, they could just take over an already already existing recycling plant and throw in their chemical cocktail and just move on operations from there. Uh, I'm not totally sure. I've never, I never heard an interview where they had that question asked them, but uh as far as I know and how they've explained it, a lot of the process is the same mechanically. So there's definitely potential that that's that could happen, but you know, I'm definitely not sure about that. But I know for a fact that a lot of the engineering firms that they're working with, you know, they've they've made similar products at the very least. That's interesting. Um, yeah, and you know, perhaps if it's not fast takeover or maybe it's you know they have to change a couple things they don't they don't have to change the whole process which could save the money in the end if they're buying up plants that people don't want because they're unprofitable buy them up you know change a few things throw in the cocktail and away they go so yeah no i think um i think that this is definitely a company for people to put on their watch list and you know allocation is key for something like this i think um, you've obviously got 33% in, which, you know, you've got your conviction and I think that that's great, but maybe for somebody else, they want to, they want to limp in or, or however they want to do it. Um, but yeah, I think that this has been a, a great sort of scratch the surface for this company and anyone can sort of dive in. So I want to just open the floor to you if you have any final thoughts on Maduro. Yeah, so of course I'm not advocating for other people to put 30% of their portfolio in this company. Um, but you know, a lot of the videos I've made have, have been about how they've been de-risking the company over time. 
and they've been hitting milestones pretty consistently for you know different processes they wanted to complete. So um, as far as what I've seen so far, Adero is looking very promising and uh, it's definitely it's definitely a stock to at least put on your watch list. And I think that you know there's a lot of upside that you know, I've covered previously and potential partnerships with Shell. Um, you know, just just working with Shell and recycling the the goal that they have for one million tons of plastic waste by 2025. Um, that would that would convert to 180 million in uh, revenues for a Duro through licensing their technology to Shell. So just for 1 million tons being recycled, um, that's kind of what the economics are looking like, at least from their projections. So uh, if we see numbers like that by, you know, they're predicting uh, 2026 or 2027, if you see numbers like that, you know, obviously you can do the math. That's a lot of upside. So, um, I'm I'm definitely young as well, so I'm willing to take some slightly riskier positions than other people should or could. So um, that's kind of my thought process. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody's going to invest the way that's right for them and their financial situation and their personality. And I think that that's great. Um, before I let you go, just if anybody's interested, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on YouTube at Carbonomics and on Twitter as well. So those are the main two places. I also have a newsletter as well. Uh, if you want to subscribe to that, there's a link to that on Twitter. And uh, those are the main three. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show. I'll make sure to link out that uh, YouTube video you did today on Adero as well. Cool. Thanks for having me. Joe is not a financial advisor and may have interest in the stocks discussed on the show, so do not take any information included within this podcast as a recommendation or formal advice. Thank you. Yay.